to the Economy Guy. This is Tom Harvey. I give you information and facts and some of my personal opinions on what's going on in the world economy today. Occasionally I'll go off on a little sidetrack, but I can assure you those sidetracks have important economic impacts on what's happening and what's happening with your money. I want you to have the ability to make great financial decisions and informed financial decisions. That's the purpose of today's and every day's podcast. This is October 4th, Sunday, and this is the Economy Guy coming to you from sunny Florida, except it's kind of raining today. Ignoring that little detail, actually, it's quite nice here normally. Well, let's get on with today's show. Let's talk about the markets. They all went sideways. I'm done talking about the markets. They really have. I mean, gold fell a lot. It fell below 1900 and has stayed below there. 1900 has continued to be either a support or a resistance level. Most recently, it is a resistance level. It closed the end of the week at 1899, trying hard to get through it. It was above it during the time, but couldn't close above it. I strongly suspect it'll close above it this coming week, but who knows? In any case, uh, gold's direction is up. Everything else is sideways, and that's kind of the way it is. So uh, let's ignore that. Uh, businesses, we are uh, losing businesses right and left. Chapter 11, we are uh, about 620 companies are have uh, filed for Chapter 11 in the first uh, 25 days of September. And that's kind of the normal during this thing, and it's expected to get worse. But we have a lot of bankruptcies going on, and I predicted that. it's This is just the facts. It's happening right now. So be used to it and ignore it, and let's keep going. What I'm going to do today in today's uh, podcast, I have two major segments. One is to talk about what's the future with China. China's a big issue, in my personal opinion. Uh, and the second is, what's going on with our debt, and where could it go? What are the projections, and uh, what could, how could it result in impacting all of us? So hang on. I will be right back to uh, start those episodes. We're talking about China versus the USA with regard to things that can affect our economy. First of all, let's start with China is the largest importer in the world of oil and it is paying for it with US dollars you know we have a big trade deficit with China and that that means they get a lot of our dollars and that's what they're paying the oil for that's kind of what's happening today but uh, the USA is becoming more hostile toward China as we speak you can you can read the news and vice versa China is China is becoming more hostile toward the United States so that is working in the background and is probably more important. So the question is, is uh, what about the Chinese? What are they doing? Well, they must, the, if you were Chinese, you would hate having to rely on U.S. banks to fund all this Chinese export and import trade, especially the commodities, right? I mean, like oil. If you, you, They can't live without oil. It would shut down their economy, boom, like that overnight if they shut down their oil. So they, they don't like being over the barrel, and, that, and they are from a money viewpoint. 
So let's just talk quickly about what could the Chinese do to solve that problem, to get out from under the uh, barrel. Well, I mean, with their choices, they only have four choices. One is to uh, continue like they are today, just you know, stick their head in the sand and keep going. And, uh, and that's highly likely for a while. Uh, the U.S. could cut China off. If, if relations got so bad that the, we hated China, we could cut them, cut them right off at the, at the knees and stop the import of all things. Uh, that would probably result in a worldwide depression. So I don't think that's going to be happening soon. Now, China could create a new currency, a gold-back renminbi currency. And if they did that, well, then that would be really great for gold, and it would be really bad for the U.S. dollar. But they could get out from under the dollar by having, creating, having people have trust in their currency. And the last thing they could do is they could try to convince importers and exporters to use the existing currency, to have trust in the existing currency. And that would be great for Chinese bonds, because everybody would want that. But bad again, bad for the U.S. dollar. Who knows what's going to be happening, because we live in a crazy world. What'll happen? Geopolitics are uh, blowing against any U.S.-Chinese cooperation today. I can say from my own personal experience working in the aerospace industry and with the military very closely that China was regarded as the number one enemy of the U.S. military. And I think that's only become worse uh, after the years that I retired. So uh, everything I see in the news points to uh, true hostility between the two. I think we've been very lucky that it hasn't been a, a shooting war. But we've certainly uh, irritated one another quite severely. And uh, that irritation will only go so far in, in our world. So that's it. Uh, I'm going to come back and have a pretty intense uh, discussion on debt. That's the big deal in the world today. So let's talk about debt, global debt. I have all the numbers on U.S. debt. I don't have it on other countries because they're not as proficient. So I'll talk about U.S. debt, but it's just... Uh, very similar to Europe or Asia. Everybody's got debt and it's growing. So what is debt? I mean, all debt is the same in some ways, right? I mean, whether you have a credit card debt or a student loan debt or the U.S. government has treasury bonds they've sold, that's a debt. Whatever it is, all debt is the same in that at some point in time, it becomes due. you got to pay it. There's no way of getting out of paying the debt. Somebody's got to pay the piper. And if you can't pay it back, then either the lender takes the loss or you find someone else to pay it, right? Uh, what's some examples of finding someone else to pay it? Well, how about a co-signer on a loan? That uh, gets people sometimes, and that's really not fun. Or if we're talking about government debt, the taxpayer can be tapped to pay it. You bet. And uh, we are all sitting in that seat, aren't we? Well, here's the first thing I'll tell you about all the debt in the world. There's no way it can be paid back. It is unpayable. We are in deep doo-doo, and uh, 
there's not any way, good way out of this. So don't hold your uh, breath and think that some political party, because it's impossible. No political party, no single person, no anything can get us out of the debt that we have to repay. So how's this uh, going to end? Well, it's simple. Uh, it could end when uh, no one buys new debt. When new debt is issued and no one wants to have it, that would sign the, the death knell of debt. And it would have to come to some kind of resolution at that point. You see, how much debt is purchased? That's called absorption of the debt. That's It's about... The best estimates is about $35 trillion worth of debt has been absorbed. And uh, I'm talking about U.S. government debt. And that uh, includes state and local debt, which is about $3 trillion in there. So, uh, so we're going to be at the $35 trillion absorption level, uh, certainly within the next year or two. So we will be hitting that debt and testing whether there is more absorption than people know, and that's only a guess on people's parts. So where does our... Uh, what? How does our debt grow? I mean, what's going on? See, don't believe that the numbers when they say the total amount of debt held by the public. See, that's a phony number. See, it does that number, the debt held by the public, does not include Social Security debt or military pension debt. A bunch of things like that are not in there. So actually, the total number is much greater than that. If you ever hear something called the total public debt, that's a better number. So you got to know your terms here a little bit. And the total public debt's around $23 trillion in the U.S. And that'll be as of the... Uh, uh, that's as of the end of the last fiscal year. That was September 30th, 2019. So it's estimated that 23 will be 26 trillion by the end of 2030, and that's by the CBO, the which is a congressional body that kind of determines what the best debt is. But they're working under a best case guess scenario. Uh, see, they have to uh, they account for revenue and uh, spending and uh, they think that the total debt by the end of 2030 fiscal year will be about $40 trillion. That's their best guess right now. CEO is an optimistic organization. Yeah, that's Congressional Budget Office. They, you see, they can't estimate in their, in their estimates that they make, they can't assume there's going to be a recession, for example. They have to use existing law only. So what if... Ex People come along and want to spend more money. Well, they can't assume that their people want to spend more money. They can only assume what is on the law books today. Uh, but spending could be 2% higher per year. No problem. Also, they don't include things like off-budget uh, spending, which is, on average, about $269 billion a year. If you add all that stuff in then and do the recalculation, by the end of 2030, fiscal year 2030, that debt, which they thought was $40 trillion, is actually 50 trillion. Big number. Big number. 50 trillion. But the CBAO only projects current laws, right? And if another bailout comes along, which is being discussed in Congress of between one and two trillion dollars, then there's another one or two trillion dollars. Just add it right on. 
So who's going to buy this debt? Well, there's so problem, no problem so far. Every all the debt's being purchased, right? Americans and foreigners are buying everything, are willing to buy everything that's being put out there today. And the Fed is stepping in and buying a big chunk of bonds also. So what's the effect on debt of having a lot of debt? Well, I've been talking for a lot of years now that the greater the GDP uh, debt load is, the slower it a great debt slows down growth. Because what is debt? Debt is future purchases brought forward. So that's what debt is. You're buying something you would buy in the future for cash. You're buying it now for debt. Uh, that has a slowing effect on the economy, most definitely. Things are slowing down. And at some point, it could stop. We could stop growing. But the CBO assumes we will continue to grow, and that's also part of their optimism. See, you may be a debt-free individual. You, you take pride in the fact that you don't have any debt. You own your home. You own your car. You don't have any uh, credit card debt pay it off, all that. That's good for you. Good for you. But you are also a citizen and a taxpayer. So guess what? The buck stops here. When it, the debt comes due, you will get tapped for it one way or another. There's two ways. One is direct taxation and the other way is inflation. And uh, you may, uh, my opinion is you'll get both of those wonderful things. So what's the consequences of having $50 trillion of debt? Well, because raising taxes cannot solve the problem. You can't raise taxes enough to solve the problem. We're beyond that. So taxation doesn't work. See, corporate taxes were reduced. Did you know, remember? Not too long ago, they were reduced in order to make companies more competitive. Now, do you want to raise their taxes and uh, lose that benefit? Well, if you do, good for you. Uh, but that's what would happen, and uh, that would just be a snowball downhill. And as I was saying before, that high debt slows growth. And it's uh, pretty inevitable, and it's pretty invisible. Uh, and uh, that problem will hit sooner than later. It's continuing to hit already as the total amount of dollars that the government pays interest grows. That money is just basically lost. There's the other side of the coin, too, but, you know, here's the optimistic side of the coin. If you look at Japan, they're doing just fine, and their debt to GDP is 250%, which is kind of a world record, and they're doing just fine. You know, their government is buying all the debt that their government issues, and we're heading in that direction. The EU is buying anything that's not nailed down, so they're doing okay, too. You see, there's really no good choices left for us. And with that lack of optimistic message, I just thought I'd give you really good food for thought. Think about what I've been talking about. It's not fun, but it's coming sometime in this next decade. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. This is Tom Harvey, and I'm an investor and not a financial advisor. So understand that nothing in this podcast should be construed as advice or a solicitation to trade in any market. And 
I disclaim any responsibility for any negative effect of decisions made by listeners.